Hey everyone! In case you haven't noticed, we live in some confusing, challenging, and changing times. It sure isn't easy to follow Jesus in 2021. How can we stay grounded in our faith? Stay true to biblical convictions? And how can we become more like Christ and share Him with the world around us? This is Real Christian Talk with Pastor Steve. Welcome, and thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Real Christian Talk. And even as I speak and record this episode right now, there is a thunderstorm that's taking place outside of my home. And you know, I really debated, do I do I record after the thunderstorms in the background, or do I, do I record during it? And I, I have to say, it, it kind of feels fitting because of, of just the onslaught of what's been going on right now in the world and in the country where it seems like we are in a state of perpetual crisis. And so this week's episode, I really wanted to sort of follow up last week's where we talked about the reasons for why we as Christians here in America and the West should care about what's happening to the church in Afghanistan. But I wanted more broadly to talk in this week's episode about how do we as Christians respond to the uh, to the mess that is only going from bad to worst um, of everything that's taking place with uh, this disastrous withdrawal um, that the United States and the European nations are are undergoing. So I wanted to read from First Timothy chapter two verses one through two. I always go to scripture to be the uh, the launch point for what I have to share. Because at the end of the day, yes, I'm giving you my two cents, I'm giving you my opinion, but I always want this show to be anchored on the Word of God, not on Stephen Mitchell's opinion, but on what God has to say. And this is something you could take to the bank of how we as Christians should respond to what is engulfing our country and uh, the Biden administration. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 2 say this, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. That seems like a very simple biblical passage, but I have to say, watching the the very understandably vocal reaction from a lot of Christians and Christian leaders as to what's happening in the country. I have to say I'm not quite seeing the attitude of 1 Timothy 2 taking place right now. But it is understandable because we are in a mess. We are in a mess like we have not seen since at least the 1975 withdrawal of the United States from Saigon in Vietnam. That is the closest comparison we've got to what is happening. In just the last couple of days, uh, Uh, at least 13 American soldiers, many of the Marines, were killed in a terrorist attack that took place outside the airport in Kabul that uh, the U.S. and its allies are trying to evacuate uh, American personnel and Afghan allies out of this country as the Taliban has taken total and complete control. And this has been an unmitigated disaster uh, every step of the way. And so, um, you know, I have to say it really just gripped my heart, um, you know, just knowing that uh, more American blood has been shed. And and I do believe as a direct consequence for how this whole series of choices was made and and what is now taking place and the mess that is happening. I've seen so many images of of, of civilians. One that really got me was uh, people that were passing a baby 
through the crowd and and they held up this baby to uh you know the american soldiers that were standing on the barbed wire fence uh to the airport in kabul and they handed the baby to an american soldier that should tell all of us just how desperate, how bad, how bleak the situation is over there in Afghanistan that, uh, you know, any parent would be willing to give their child up and pass their child through the crowd to the American soldier over the fence, hoping that their child will be able to be put on a plane and get to the United States of America. Um, that that right there, there's a whole lot I could say there, but that tells you right there uh, of the state of desperation there of what's going on with the people. And then from the church angle of things, uh, you know, missionaries and missions groups are reporting that several uh, Christian leaders and Christian churches are now starting to be martyred in Afghanistan um, in just the last several days. Christians are being persecuted in Afghanistan and they're all having to choose whether to run or whether to uh, whether to show courage that is unparalleled and as we talked about in uh, last week's episode that's the kind of, of courage that deserves the front row to the hall of faith that Hebrews 11 you know talks about and so as as this withdrawal has been happening as it's been getting worse and worse and worse um, what's been happening in our country as seems to be the case with every disaster um, you know from the pandemic to to um, you know just everything that happens in our country instead of bringing us together it only seems to further the partisan divide but now the partisan backlash is intensifying uh over the biden administration's handling of this crisis and uh you know even i, mean, I will say it it's it, there's been a lot of bipartisan pushback to President Biden and for how this withdrawal has, at the very least, been executed. Uh, but now there are calls from those in the GOP for President Biden to resign or even be impeached. And uh, and so, you know, the blame game's been going on. The Biden administration's been blaming the Trump administration uh, for this disaster. And, and, and the Trump administration's officials and President former President Trump are blaming the Biden administration. And, and Christians, uh, you know, a lot of them seem to be echoing a lot of those partisan flames. And, and uh, you know, I will give my two cents and I'll be very clear, um, you know, and I rarely do this uh, when it comes to geopolitical issues. I personally was against the United States withdrawing from Afghanistan simply because, um, you know, I, I felt that the reason we went over there really was was of course you know the nation building and all of that was was certainly uh you know a consequence of our going in there and taking out the Taliban from power but ultimately the United States and its NATO allies launched the invasion of Afghanistan as a direct result of the attacks of September 11th 2001 and the Taliban had allowed uh, Afghanistan to become a safe haven for groups like Osama bin Laden's al-Qaeda to plot plan and execute attacks like we suffered in the late 90s and and culminating with the 9/11 attack and that was 20 years ago and 20 years is a long time for our memory and we have been blessed by the grace of God and the sacrifices of the men and women of the military of our nation and other nations to have not suffered another 9-11 style attack but I believe that personally keeping the pressure and the stability in check of terrorism and extremism from flourishing is necessary if we don't want to see another one of those kind of attacks and I pray to God we do not so I will just be very frank and very honest with my own personal two cents on this whole mess I was against us leaving to begin with um that being said, I do understand all sides to this. I understand, and I can't possibly imagine uh, what it'd be like to have a loved one that's over there right now. And 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 so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just giving my opinion from an analytical, uh, geopolitical standpoint. But certainly, uh, you know, everyone has understandable views on this subject. But the reality is that uh, while I do believe the Biden administration certainly has full responsibility, uh, they're the ones, President Biden's the one in the White House right now. They're the ones that are in the Oval Office. And so they, uh, the buck stops with them now. 
and they do uh, have ultimate responsibility here. But I don't think it would be uh, I, I don't think it would be fair to or honest to overlook the role that the Trump administration played in laying the groundwork for for where we are right now. The Trump administration negotiated a deal with the Taliban in 2020 to pull all troops out of Afghanistan by May the first of this year. And when the Trump administration negotiated that deal with the Taliban, the Afghan government was not even officially allowed at the table for negotiation. Um, you know, so the strategic decision to pull all troops out was was started under President Trump. Now that being said, President Biden had every uh, opportunity when he came into office. He had no problem reversing other Trump policies that he didn't like. So he certainly could have reversed this if he had wanted to. So, you know, uh, the whole picture of this is, is to me, a bipartisan mess in the making, but the ultimate responsibility clearly lies at the feet of who is in the White House right now and who is in power in our government right now. And understandably, I'm all for holding our government accountable for the unmitigated disaster that is taking place. And there are warnings of more terrorist attacks that are going to hit our soldiers. And we, all of us, uh, owe a, a, a debt of gratitude we cannot possibly repay to the men and women who have sacrificed their lives and given up so much sacrifice to preserve our freedoms. And uh, the Marines that were over there trying to get our citizens and Afghan allies out, um, you know, they're they're real heroes at the end of the day. They're the ultimate heroes. And so I think there's understandable anger. I certainly am upset. I certainly have strong opinions on everything that's been happening right now. Um, you know, but I also do believe it's important that we as Christians respond in a Christ-centric biblical way for what's going on instead of simply adhering to the partisan attacks that are happening. Um, you know, as an American, I don't want to see my government fail. I don't want to see whoever's president fail. Um, there's policies that they are going to institute that I don't agree with. And I, and in that sense, I don't want to see that come, come to fruition. And I pray against it and I fight against it in every political means that we can. I believe in doing that. But I do believe that God is ultimately sovereign over history. And so I do believe that uh, instead of using this as an opportunity to try and relitigate the 2020 election and to insist that Biden be removed, and Trump be reinstated, and instead of of just echoing the venomous anger uh, and hatred for Joe Biden and the Biden administration uh, that I have seen a lot on social media, again, we as Christians have to be better than that. We have to be better than that. And if we follow what the scriptures tell us, and we believe theologically what the scriptures tell us, God is ultimately sovereign. And God is ultimately the one who is sovereign over who is in power and 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 what to what extent any country has influence. And so right now, God has permitted Joe Biden to be in the White House. And, and it seems like depending on who's in the White House and which party's in control, uh, you know, we 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 always try to say, well, God's on God God had a hand in this person being put in the White House. Uh, but then we kind of leave that theology out of it when someone else is in there that maybe we didn't like or we didn't want or we voted against. And, you know, to me, Abraham Lincoln, my personal favorite president, said it best. uh, You know, it's not about whether God is on my side or your side, but whether we are on God's side. And so to me, it's not about uh, whether Jesus Christ is a Democrat or a Republican. It's not about whether it's not that God needs Joe Biden or or Donald Trump to be in power. Uh, Jesus Christ is the sovereign. He is the one we are 
told in 1 Timothy 6, who is the sovereign over every earthly ruler. You know, every earthly ruler is is going to bow at the feet of Jesus one day. And, and when we look at the scriptures, particularly in Isaiah 45, where God calls out by name uh, a, a man named Cyrus who wasn't even born yet, and he said he was going to raise him up and use him to accomplish his means. Cyrus, who was not a believer, who was a pagan, who never uh, himself came to follow the Lord, that tells me that ultimately, when all else is in control, out of control, excuse me, out of control, we can remember as A.W. Tozer once said, uh, God has not surrendered his authority to be ultimately in control. And so we can, again, take heart and not and not give in to the hype, the hysteria, the, the, the fear, the anger, uh, to where it gets to the level of hatred. And that's my thing, is I feel like there's a level of hatred that's going on. And the biblical passage that I read at the beginning of this episode makes it clear that biblically, we have a responsibility to pray for our leaders, whether we like who our leaders are or not, um, whether we want them to be there or not, whether we agree with them to be there or not, um, instead of rooting for them to fail and 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 just using this tragedy right now to call for impeachment and call for removal, to call for these things, I would just put forward, first of all, as an American, how about we get our people out of the country before we even get to that point with this mess? Um, second of all, I'm not saying we don't criticize our leaders uh, where they need to be criticized or we don't uh, voice our, our uh, concerns, our burdens, our worries, and, and our feelings on different things. But the Bible says that we as believers should be praying for President Biden. And and the reason I'm going to be honest with you that uh, I'm doing this episode is it's tough for me to say that because I'm very angry right now at President Biden. I'm very angry at what is going on in uh, our country. I'm very angry about what is happening in Afghanistan. I'm very angry that American uh, soldiers died, I believe, because of a bungled, messed up withdrawal from this country that I was not personally a fan of us abandoning to begin with. But all that being said, the Lord laid on my heart, wait a minute, First Timothy 2. I am called to intercede and pray for God to give wisdom, strength, guidance, support, help to the Biden administration because right now they are, whether we like it or not, the leaders of our nation. And and so I can't just remove 1 Timothy chapter 2 because I'm not happy with with the decisions that were made that even led to this mess in the first place. Uh, that does not mean that I am not, not called to still pray for these people. And so because of the, the partisan hatred, because of the gridlock, because of the polarization, because of the tribalism, because of the demonizing, we forget again that as Christians, we are called to be Christians, not partisans. We are called to rise above that, to rise above the game that both sides play, both sides play when it comes to uh, politics today. And we have to be better. And part of being better means, doesn't mean I'm not, I can't be angry. Doesn't mean I can't be upset. Doesn't mean I can't vote against or use, uh, you know, our, our rights and privileges as Americans to do everything we can to have a government that represents our views and particularly our views as Christians. But God allowed Joe Biden to be in the White House right now. And therefore I have, and you have a biblical obligation and responsibility to pray for him and to pray for Vice President Harris and to pray for the leaders that are right now in the midst of a whirlwind of a mess to try and get our citizens and our Afghan allies out safely of this mess. And so the reason it's important for us to pray for our leaders 
and to love our enemies. I saw this quote today. Love your enemies so much you're willing to pray for them. Love your enemies so much that you're willing to pray for them. And we are called as believers in Christ to pray for our leadership because as (laughs) this mess does go to show, you know, the Bible says, yeah, we need to pray for our leaders because that's there's a direct correlation between who's in power and the way in which their decisions affect the rest of us. As Christians, we want to be able to lead our lives peaceably, to be good citizens, to pay our taxes, to contribute to our our, our nation and to, um, you know, uh, be a part of our society in a healthy and helpful way. And we do care about our rights and freedoms as Americans and as Christians in America. And so, yeah, biblically, we have a responsibility to recognize that, you know, our leaders need prayer. Whether you like them or not, they do need prayer. They need to know the true God. They need to, to to have an encounter with him. We need to pray that the Lord puts people around them that can be his His spokesperson. We need to pray that the Holy Spirit would move and shape hearts and, 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 and convict. We need to pray for them to have wisdom and guidance and strength. Because whether you like President Biden or not, you know, right now, him and his administration, they're the ones that are dealing with this crisis and how to get our people out in a safe way. And we should all be rooting for, at the very least, um, our people to be able to get out and and for Afghan allies to be able to get out. And I would just challenge us as believers, instead of giving into this moment by adding uh, more fuel to the fire with the hatred, with the demonizing, with the uh, uh, partisanship, we as believers are not Republicans or Democrats. We as believers are not conservative or liberal. We are followers of Jesus Christ. Our allegiance is to him. Our citizenship is in heaven and we are not part of any political brand. We are part of a spiritual, not political or earthly, but spiritual kingdom. A kingdom that is going to far outlast the United States of America. And so it's always important that we as believers keep that in our minds and keep that as our center of perspective. And while we pray for our leaders and we pray for uh, you know the decisions that they are making, and we pray for them to make godly decisions and to have godly wisdom and to have godly uh, support, let's also keep our troops in prayer who are over there right now trying to help these people get out that need to get out. And let's continue to pray for the Christians in Afghanistan who are right now having to make choices that you and I could only imagine in the worst nightmare uh, imaginable of having to face. And I'll tell you right now, if there's one thing we can get out of this crisis that should be a wake-up call to all of us, it's exemplified in this meme that I'll read to you as I close this episode. Church in Afghanistan, in quotation marks, we will gather and likely die. Then under it says, Church in America, we will gather unless there's a cookout, birthday party, or if it's a nice day, or there's a chance of rain, or I'm a little tired or something. I don't know about you, but that should put everything in perspective for us. So I conclude this episode as I do each and every one that I record for you by encouraging you from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 through 14. Stand firm in your faith and let everything that you do be done in love. God bless.